This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Hey, good morning to you. Rob and RJ sitting comfortably. I hope you are too. And a Friday. Attack the day. Don't mind the fog. And then brake lights will get you where you're going. Spurs get busy again tonight, welcoming in the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, coming off in a, a, a very angrily taken defeat at the hands of the Oklahoma City Thunders, who recently defeated us. Uh, Portland welcoming in. Uh, uh, tonight and the Spurs trying to jump off the Schneid. We looked at the games as they're in the they're in the uh, second of their seven game homestand. Uh, we thought three wins was possible, four wins feasible, and one of them we thought would be tonight. <sighs> um, <laughs> so I don't think that we ever thought. By the way, I, really quickly, um, based on your sports center read, do you um, do you know what OP means in internet nomenclature? I obviously do not, other than Offensive Player of the Year, O-P-O-Y. No, 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 no. O- OP stands for, you look at any kind of Reddit post or any kind of you know initial post on any sort of forum. See, I, I consider my job to The original post, these, these the OP. Yes, the original, exa- post. original poster, original poster. They're, they're acknowledging the original post of the person who you know laid out the uh, foundation for discussion. So, you know, the more you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think we ever thought that four was feasible in terms of the upcoming <laughs> homestand. I think we thought that three was kind of the, you know, that's, you know, the genie said you can only have, you know, three wins at the most. And we're like, well, you know, this is kind of a tough scene. Now, my friend, my co-host, Rob Thompson, somewhat arrogantly, somewhat arrogantly thought these, these thunders. Okay. Not only are they going to, they're going to catch these hands tonight on Wednesday, they're going to have this win taken away from them from Portland because they're going to file this grievance. We found out late Thursday night that. Portland was all bark and no bite on that regard. Come on, guys, stand up for yourself. I mean, geez, embarrassing. So that's the only good news I have coming into this game is that you got a a tail between their leg trailblazers team who doesn't even have the gall to stand up for a win that they rightfully deserved. This is number one. This is the first one of the three. I'm very confident in that as long as Portland doesn't shoot any shots from beyond the arc because if they do, holy crap, we're screwed. We cannot defend it. As we This time last year, I don't remember where our record was. It was probably better than it is now. Uh we were looking at the possibility. We were hoping we were playing for Wimby, but we knew that, you know, it was a one in four shot, basically, by the time we were going to get to the bottom of the barrel and get into the lottery. Uh, but so there are other opportunities. We saw there was a, a, a Thompson kid. There were two twins, Osir and Amon, who both could really play. Uh, there was Scoot Henderson uh, and Wimby. And there, you know, there were debates as to who would be the guy if you didn't get Wimby. So I was firmly on this Scoot Henderson. Well, I felt like this guy was a point guard that, you know, even today we could still use. And uh, was, had been a pro since he was like 13. Had actually been a pro by the time he was drafted longer than he was in high school. Mm-hmm. To give you an idea, the guy just felt ready. Well, Scoot has started his career in the dumps, man. The numbers are as bad as you could imagine for a first-round pick. We're talking by basketball reference numbers as bad as any rookie has ever been in some categories. And you wonder, that's is that the same guy that I saw? I mean, how could it go so wrong? 
I don't really um, have the answer other than some of the things that I heard from Sean Elliott yesterday. Uh, and, and we talked about it uh, um, previously, many times, actually. You know, Pop as this uh, octogenarian coaching high school kids, 20-year-olds. I mean, how can how can we expect any kind of logical communication amongst the two? I mean, there's just, I mean, just the words that are being used. And the context are just so remarkably different. And when you see the way that things have gone in Portland, I don't know if it's, you know, whether Billups is unable to talk to to, Bill, to uh, Scoot or whatever the miscommunication is. So you start to realize the problems that these coaches run into. Sean Elliott yesterday was um, on with the Blitz. And they ask him, you know, you add a Wimby, you add a superstar, a kid that's got everything, why aren't they any? Why aren't the Spurs any better when you put a guy like Wimby on the court? And this is what Sean had to say. Uh, well, I think there are a lot of things that go into it. I, I think it's uh, you know uh, the mindset, it's, it's basketball IQ. Uh, we're not we're not there yet, and uh, you know what I would like to see, Jason, is I'd like to see us learn from our mistakes, and uh, you know that hasn't been consistent enough where we, we still have the same kind of little mistakes that cost us in tight games. Uh, you know, uh, personally, I had us, uh, you know, I was telling my family and friends that we were going to win more than 38. So I, I had us above that. But, I mean, you look at last year's team, I really thought if we were healthy last year, we were a 30-win team. But, you know, we took – there's some veterans, I mean, that that really helped us out last year that we didn't bring back. I mean, we didn't have Jakob Perto who contributed to wins. We didn't have Kate Bates Diop who, uh, even though he didn't start, he contributed to a lot of wins because he had a lot of know-how. Uh, you're talking about a four-year player in college. Uh, you know, we don't have those type of guys anymore. And so we have one, Doug McDermott. And so uh, we're – you know, and I thought Jeremy Sohan, he only played, what, like 34 or 36 games last year. So I was assuming that, you know, all the young guys would take another leap forward. And, and to a certain extent, they have, but they're fig- they're finding out now how just how difficult it is when games. I mean, uh, it's a little, little mistakes and, uh, you know, two or three minute spans throughout the course of the game that cost us early. I mean, you, I feel like we gave away seven or eight games to start the season. I mean, we gave away, uh, we had Miami down at half. We outplayed them the first. Um, Memphis, the, uh, the same thing. Uh, if, I mean, if I went back and looked at the schedule, there were plenty of times we had leads in that first half, promptly lost them coming out in the third quarter because we just didn't have the leadership on the floor that, that was required. And, and so I think that, that, was a, uh, that was something huge for us. Um, but, you know, it comes down to um, – you know, a lot of things. I mean, Jason, you and I talked a little while back, and, you know, the fundamentals of the game, uh, when you have guys that are coming out of college and they've only played for a year or two most, uh, I see all the, you know, the fundamental flaws that end up costing us games where we are out of position on defense, uh, where we don't make the right passes. I mean, I mean so many things. Uh, when you talk about how to make an, a simple entry pass in the low block, that, that, that's gone. Correct uh, positioning on defense, so you, you're in a, a good help position. A lot of that is gone. Uh, close out. 
That's Sean Elliott yesterday. He kept going. And, and this, I, you know, when they, when they brought Sean in, I don't think they intended for this to go the direction that it did. But there was nothing that Sean said yesterday. And we'll have some more from him during the show that implied that anything good is going on. I didn't take anything away positive from what Sean had to say. He said, we have no leadership. We have no basketball acumen. We have a coach who can't even call plays because they don't know how to run them. We're halfway through the freaking season, and there's only one real new dude that we're dealing with. Everybody else has been around here for a while or playing such bit roles, they don't need to know that much. So, How long long have you been smoking meat or grilling meat or barbecuing or cooking food? How long? Give me a... 20 years. Okay. When you first got into it, because I think every... Every person, I've seen this meme a million times when, when you reach a certain age in life, you either become really into smoking meat or scotch or like Right, World you find a thing, yeah. Right, and so when you get into smoking meat or whatever, you do the first, like, you buy your first brisket, you know what I mean? And you think, like, okay, I got this, and you don't. You just never, you know what I mean? Like, you don't. And this kind of feels like that. This kind of feels like a, a, a team that's, like, way in over their head, which is something you certainly wouldn't expect from the Spurs or from Pop. They're eight and thirty-six off the top of your head. Record through forty-four games last year. Kind of Deshaun's point. I felt like it was better than this. On, on thirteen and thirty-one. Yeah. Okay. Five wins minus Wimby, and all and, these coming together, RJ. All of these little pieces coming together are telling me that there's dysfunction here that we don't want to admit. That we I don't want to say it. it's bad. This is bad. Far worse. This is New England a year and a half ago. This is bad. This is bad, it's not, and it's getting worse. It's not that because New England a year and a half ago is clearly like the descent. It's it's actually difficult to be this bad because you're 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 this bad with a generational player, right? On right. The team. Like that. Like that's supposed to raise the floor. Uh, we've had some fun with the um, the assist streak that the Spurs are on. Obviously, 102 games and counting. Watch out, 20 mm-hmm. assists tonight, please. Um, I uh, this came on my radar. Shout out to Pounding the Rock, SB Nation's um, San Antonio Spurs site. So Wemby has scored 24 points or more in six straight games. Right. And I know that doesn't seem like a big old deal, but it is not exactly a common thing. For no. A, we'll, we'll call it a first-year player. Um, this is according to StatHeads database. So in in this century, there have been three first-year players to, to record a six, six or longer, six-game streak with 24 points scored. Wemby, Jalen Green, and Zion. That's it. That that's literally it, and and the last person to do it before Jalen Green and Zion was Tim, who did it twice his first year in the NBA. Like so, you're, it is not a common thing to get this consistent, consistently solid, consistently great output from a rookie. I and mean, it's lose, just, lose, lose, lose. Yeah, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 statistically improbable to be this consistently bad, in spite of consistently consistent and stable and legitimate production from the center of your team. You know, it's, it's not like this isn't, you know, booby miles chipping in threes, like randomly on the side. You know what I mean? Right. This is, this is the center of your team <laughs> that is like working. So like, how is the, how is everything not falling in line behind it? Well, we're we're at the, I just feel like I'm I've come together with That's friends and family. Miles, Gibson. And that was, a, that was a good that was a good Yeah, Booby Miles was football, but Booby Gibson's yeah. close. 
Um, yeah. I feel like we're talking, we're, we're dancing around a subject that, you know, we've been, we've talked about for years. What are we going to do with pop? I don't think we're dancing. Like we, we're leading the charge. You and I, Rob, right now are in the middle. Well, the song shout is on a little bit, a little bit louder now. And then we, we got, like soon enough, we got to, a little bit softer now. we got to get down to that part where everybody's got to get down to the ground, but like it's, they should be able <laughs> when I hear Sean Elliott say they can't even inbound a ball. Mm. That that that's an indictment on Pop. I don't care. You can blame the players. You can blame the twenty year olds. Um, if they're not able to figure out a way to consistently do little things, and I, you know, I'm not just harping on inbounding the ball, but you know, he talked about just this. This roster is not unable to, plays, yeah. to run some of the things that have made the Spurs successful. And we're not talking about impossible high wire plays that only the highly gifted or or you know basketball savants would understand how to do. We're just talking about regular basketball plays that Pop could run with granted superstar and hall of famer types that he can't even call now. This is this is Sean talking about one specific play that played a huge role in title chases. The game hasn't changed, but he can't run this play. I would also offer that even if you want to excuse Pop, which I think is is stretching a little bit too far, because it's okay to criticize Pop. Pop can handle it. You know, you you can say Pop is not all you know nowhere near his bag at this moment in time. But okay, if if you don't want to do that, fine. I mean, whatever. Then you really got to come at Brian Wright, because I mean, it's like, how can you feel this team then? Like, like if if the indictment is this large of like, dude, they don't even like. They literally don't know basketball. <laughs> like, like, that's I mean, we're, we're extrapolating, but yes, right, right, right. But like, if that's if that's the the kind of decree that's being offered here, then the way you built this roster is is a, is the indictment is is really embarrassing. What like how, what was the what, what was the the best case scenario with this? They all just learn an incredibly difficult thing on the fly against the best people in the world who already know how to do it. Like, what was you know what was the end game here? Listen to Sean talk about, uh, was it floppy? Listen to them. Every single day, you're working on sets, you're working on plays, you're working on defense schemes, but at the same time, you have to have the basic fundamentals down to be able to implement those schemes on the defensive and offensive, offensive side of the ball. And if you don't have that basic fundamentals, it's a struggle, uh, you know, just to be able to run plays properly i mean there there are lots of plays i mean if spurs fans had watched the the big three throughout all those years there was a play coming down the stretch every single game. you go back and watch games if you want and it was called floppy down and it was a backdoor play we all know how difficult that can be and timmy duncan was at the elbow and timmy would throw in the back door and pop would call this play in the last minute minute and a half and it was always uh to get a bucket in a tight game and Tony, Manu, Timmy, they had the wherewithal and the knowledge and the study to be able to pull this play off. And I, I don't know, it was about five or six years ago, I said, Pop, how come you guys don't run floppy down anymore? I said, we, we, our guys, you know, it's, they, don't, they can't run it. And so, you know, you're, you're dealing with a whole different uh, group of players that, have, that had experience and had know-how and guys that are still trying to figure that out. 
the key here is still trying to figure it out. When we have discussion, when I hear guys like Sean talking about it, we, we sound like we're talking about Pop after he got fired, and these are the reasons why. That's what it sounded like to me. If we place this after Pop resigns, retires, whatever happens, and we play this, we go, oh, that's the kind of sound you hear after it happened. Why did he leave? Well, halfway through the season, they couldn't even run plays. That sounds like we're describing reasons why he was let go, and he's still here. I'm not saying let him go, but, man, the conversations around him sound like we're making some end of a career decisions here. What are we going to do about Pop? The water's got to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, the, the dam is, it feels like the dam is finally going to break a little bit, or the dam should break, right? Like, you've, you've got to make a change just for sanity's sake. But because you can't, you can't waste this. You know, you're you are literally getting all time performance from your number one draft pick, who you're limiting, right? And I'm fine with that. I I can I can square that in my mind. But you are literally getting unbelievable, historic, Herculean production from the dude, despite the fact that you are willfully, purposefully, and consciously limiting him. How do you only have eight wins to show for that? I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's got to, you've got to have more than that. You've got to have, you you do not have anything to show for it right now. Nothing. There's Nothing. not a, a thing that you can hang your hat on right now. And if there were, we would be willing to stretch and give you that grace. But you've got to have something that we can all say, that's it. That's it right there. That's the thing that they did. That's the proof of concept. What is the proof of concept here? Right. Proof of concept. I don't know. Uh, and, and if we don't know now, when will we know? Because I, I have no idea where we're going. Eight wins. They are behind last year. And there ain't no Wimby to go after. This is not the same kind of draft. At 9 o'clock, we're going to continue hearing from Sean, who was on the Blitz yesterday. And he talked about reasoning behind the Sohan experiment, which was the theme for the first half of the season. We'll continue talking silver and black as we do every day. Make sure you uh, continue to subscribe, like, listen, and share as we do this on the regular. And if you're not watching this now, shame on you.